All in preparation for the challenges that lie ahead. This is a show that feeds the mind with inspiration and truth on the issues of the day. If it's important to your life, you'll find it here. Hosted by Malcolm Out Loud. Well, as I have been saying to you right along, we are in really uncharted waters here. When it comes to our presidential race, this particular election cycle, I don't think anybody could have predicted what has taken place. Uh, it, it's it's most unusual. It's It's uh, been unusual in my life and probably in your lifetime, too. I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. Uh, I want to bring on the show with me one of our uh, one of our great contributors, and I love this guy, his opinions, George McClellan. And uh, let me tell you about George quickly. His professional career covers 43 years in law enforcement, including the California Highway Patrol and the U.S. Naval Investigative Service. He has worked in many countries, from the uh, Philippine Islands to the United Kingdom, Asia, the Middle East, throughout Europe and Russia. Uh, and, you know, when you talk to George, as you, if you read his columns on America Out Loud, you'll know that he is not shortage of passion for America. And, uh, and like a lot of Americans, he's worried about the future. And um, I want to thank you up front for your service and uh, to, the, to our country to keeping it safe here. And your law enforcement career is fantastic. You know, one of our guys that I speak about all the time who's on police radio, one of the new shows, I, I imagine maybe you've heard him, is uh, Lieutenant Randy Sutton. And, um, well, I've read your things. He's published on your site. Yeah. He is. He's he's a great. Now he's got a show, you know, on America Out Loud Police Radio. You have got to listen to it, George. He's he, he. In fact, he just did an interview. Oh, I don't know, a week ago, uh, with uh, Chief Tom Jackson out of Ferguson. You know. And oh yes. Right, you read the write-up on it. Yeah, it's a fantastic interview. Boy, does but just Chief Tom Jackson unload in there. He he gets right to the truth. You got to listen to it and see what you think, buddy. Uh, it's really a very compelling uh, talk he had with him there. But uh, anyways, we honor all law enforcement in our great country here, and also our military. Always, always, we're thankful for them. And uh, listen, I want to talk some election politics with you, George McClellan, and. Uh, some of your recent columns in here have been quite fascinating to me, as they always are. You're you're a fantastic. You're a, you're a hell of an author, a great columnist and writer, uh, and we're so thrilled to have you. But um, uh, you're very you're you're just not only just your passion, but you're just a great author. You know how to tell a compelling story. And, you know, sometimes I'll divulge to people, you know, George always does a great job and he'll sometimes send a piece over and I'll say, you know, I love this. Do you think we might try this little title on it? You know, I understand sometimes you want to really, you know, hit the nail on the head with these titles and stuff. But but you always come out of the gate here with some great thoughts here. This one, George, you had just recent here this past week here. There's a revolution coming if it hasn't already started. And, uh. You know, you say here the media is trying to shape the news for us now that Donald Trump is the uh, presumptuous nominee here. uh, And it's probably time to completely turn off the TV news programs, you say, including Fox News, you preference, and rest your minds for a while, securing the knowledge that you are missing the left wing's massive propaganda campaign against America's middle class and its candidate. Now, I got a couple of points here I want to talk to you about, George, out of the gate. I, I agree with that, but I also think it's more than that. I don't think it's just the left wing. I think it's the right wing as well, quite frankly. And I say that, and when you say Fox News, you sort of reference it by saying that, 
but you you fall short of it by saying you're missing the left wing's massive propaganda. I think the right wing has a massive propaganda campaign as well. And quite frankly, George, yeah, you know, I've been analyzing these uh, the the camera, the television shows, and the radio shows in past weeks here, and I have to tell you, they make more stuff up than anything I've ever seen in my life. It's funny when when Donald Trump became the presumptive nominee. And everybody said, oh, oh, okay, like it was pretty clear. And the next couple of contests that came up, it was like it was sort of a lull. And right away, I noticed the media immediately turned to trying to sensationalize some of the stories. They immediately try to put a spin or some sort of a twist to them so they can sell them. So they can sort of try to keep your interest out there. It's all negative. It's all spin, which is sort of what you're referencing here, I think, with this media stuff. They make stuff up as they go. When you say, turn the television off and don't annoy yourself, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. What, what we got here, and I, I say I say Fox News because Fox News, and whether it's Roger Ailes, who runs the operation, or the individual uh, commentators like uh, uh, Megyn Kelly, they, they, they are pro- conservative GOP, but not the one that we want, the one that's already established, who are doing nothing. So when I put him in the category of the left-wing media, it's it's the right wing with their, with their wings clipped. Yeah. The left-wing media, ABC, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, not the Washington Examiner, uh, these these outlets are, are they just are so far to the left, they even refuse to, to talk about news that's in, in the news. How much have you heard if it wasn't for uh, just on the Internet about the big fight at the Democrat convention in Las Vegas this weekend? I mean, the police came and closed the place down. They run everybody out. The candidates, uh, uh, I mean, the, uh, the delegates there for Nevada booed. Barbara Boxer off the stage. We didn't hear about that on, on television. In uh, Washington State, a thousand gun owners rallied at the Capitol in Olympus and burned their, their firearms permit because they came up with a law requiring certain odious things, unconstitutional. And these thousand people showed up and said, we're not going to comply. What are you going to do about it? Do we read that in the news? We do not. So that's where we're going on this. You mentioned you mentioned the uh, the the right wing in, of the uh, Republican Party. Well, that's the Bill Crystal, the Eric Erickson's, the Mitch, uh, I mean the um, uh, Mitt Romney's. They're desperate. They can you know that's the Rockefeller Republicans, and their era is about over. And Trump's election. Uh, we'll put it into that. Well, you actually and- say that here, George. You say that I like the way you preface here in the article. They're old, out of date, and out of ideas. One thing I want to say to you, though, I don't consider, and I hear what you're saying. I, I agree. Mitt Romney, though, I don't. I know he's in the, the. He's trying to stop Trump in that regard, absolutely. Along with Billy Crystal, as you say, and the National Review, and all of those folks, it, definitely Eric Erickson, whatever. I, I can't stand him. I can't stand listening to any of them. Of course, Mitt Romney is a moderate at best. I don't consider him a conservative, such as some of these others who say they're you know downright conservative. Mitt Romney was never a conservative either. I mean, he's a moderate, like John. McCain was like Bob Dole was. Uh, it's what the Republicans have lost now with all these moderates. You know, my biggest complaint with the Republican Party, George, over the past, I don't know, I'm going to say 15 years is 
the word conservatism is totally lost. I mean, they have no idea what that word means. I've been saying this on radio years ago. I mean, well before this election. I mean, that word is totally gone. And it really irritates those of us who really uh, appreciate uh, conservative values and know that that is the better road for our country. Uh, And I think that's where the liberal mindset has taken the country far to the other side. I know we have to be open-minded, George, to the degree that we have a very diversified country. I get that. But, I mean, there is also the system of bankrupting our country and destroying it, which is what's happening. I'll tell you what's going on. political correctness. Oh, I think it's killing us. And what's going on with this Mitt Romney? I think he's despicable, George. He makes me sick right now with what he's going on. So I think you sized it up pretty well in the article, but doesn't he just rub you the wrong way? Well, he does. He absolutely does. And and because I cannot understand. I know. What what he wants to do, if if he proceeds and he finds a candidate, which I doubt, to form the third party, the Republican third party, uh, that's going to be the end of him, the GOP, whoever the can't possible candidate is. They're all saying, no, thank you. That's a great idea, but no, thank you, because that will ruin any prospect I have for the future. Uh, if they associate with this loony idea, you're so right. You're so right. And isn't it funny, Mitt? Rom- isn't it funny, Mitt Romney? You, you, with what you just said, I, I've been hearing the last many days. You, oh, he's looking for a candidate, looking for a candidate, looking for a candidate. But isn't it kind of funny, George, that he sort of doesn't want to put his name in there because he knows whoever's going to do it or be it is going to be a laughing stock of the entire program. <laughs> well, even even funnier, they they keep talking about Kasich. John Kasich, governor of Ohio. Yeah. His lack of votes or, or collecting uh, delegates should have been a clear sign that he wasn't wanted at all. He wasn't and wanted he at all. There, yeah. yeah. You know, he hung in there as the fourth candidate, not to uh, fourth place, not to third. When he finally dropped out, he still did not have as many good delegates as Rubio. George, I lost all respect for him. I lost all respect for Kasich. Not just for that reason, but that's big enough in its own way, uh, the way he did this. But I I lost all respect for him. And he started to annoy me, I don't know, in a lot of others. He was making no sense after a while. And I I didn't get it. I mean, he went from a reasonably decent image as a, you know, reasonably decent governor of a of a powerful state uh, to a really an annoyance uh pitiful political player on the national stage don't you think yes i do i exactly agree with that you know he's a policy wonk yeah <laughs> and his his forte is numbers when he was in congress he did a fine job and he he actually built had that uh, balanced budget that uh, newt gingrich and uh, made bill clinton look good and newt gingrich pushed onto Bill Clinton's desk. That was John Kasich's job. That's where he is. He best serves as is, is a, make, make him in charge of the, uh, the federal bank. If that's, if that's what's, what he wants, but not president. No, no, uh, no he, I, I agree with you. Maybe there was a role somewhere, but I don't know. He's kind of overstepped his bounds a little bit too, at this point, whether he's not on that. Well, what's He what? has talents. You can't, you can't ignore the right, exactly. best friend. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, at some point you, you become an annoyance as well. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not sure well, how that's going to work out, George. That's, that's, exactly the, that's exactly the point, Malcolm. Let, put a, give him a job up there as Secretary <laughs> of the Treasury or, or President of the Federal Reserve and let him annoy those people. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's great. That's a, it's a valid point. That's a valid point, buddy. George, hold that thought right there. i got to take a quick station break here a moment here. And uh, I've got a few lively points here I want to make with some of your other interesting, interesting pieces. Uh, and, you know, beside that one, you got to check out all of George's work on AmericaOutloud.com, uh, folks. Uh, he's got another one up there, the GOP and the Donald. And I love this other one, the Divine Rights of Kings. And uh, he doesn't mince us words. It's real life, Malcolm. Come on out here. Be right back with you here. Get your home organized now with Closets by Design and get 40% off plus free installation. To schedule a free in-home design consultation, call 1-800-BY-DESIGN or visit closetsbydesign.com for more details. Hey, we are back with you here, friends, and welcome again. Uh, we're here on the America Out Loud Network and... Uh, we're, we're, this is real life here. It's Malcolm Out Loud. We're speaking to George McClellan, and uh, I just love this guy, his columns, all of his work. You'll find them all on America Out Loud. He's got a great array of uh, topics and columns there. He's a frequent contributor to the platform. We'd love to have his views. You know, again, uh, the whole thing about getting out loud, friends, is just, uh, you know, getting to the truth, getting to the point. Sometimes the truth hurts, um, but uh, we try to make it a little less painful. <laughs> <laughs> by coming to the site and, and uh, reading some of this or listening. We've got a lot of great podcasts up there, too, now you can check out as well. Um, you know, I, I think what I'm seeing, George, what you're saying is that y- you go on to say here, it is big business and big government, and for those clearly apparent reasons, base voters are rejecting the GOP's conservative values to be replaced hopefully by real constitutional conservatism. It won't come under Trump, but it will come, you say. Now, in another column of yours, you say, inevitably the GOP will come over to Trump's side, and then we will see a shift in America's direction back to the right. So I think what you're saying here, and correct me on this, please, and maybe shine a light on this here, but I think what you're saying is, you see Trump at this moment of time as sort of a bridge candidate, sort of bridging the past to the future, as somebody who can really shake the pot, stir things up a little bit, get us back on some sort of a trajectory uh, in another direction. Is, is that what I'm hearing you say? Precisely correct. And it's absolutely necessary. The old GOP, if it is to survive, it can, if conservatism is to survive, the old GOP has to be replaced. Uh, there's a new book coming out next Tuesday, which is Election Day here in my state, anyway, called uh, uh, by, by an unknown congressman who, who highlights and reflects the corruption in Congress. And I, excerpts of it I, I read on my own show this morning, and I've been getting responses to that. These people spend all their time doing one thing, reelecting themselves. That's, right. That's the sole purpose of being up there. So that gives me an argument for term limits for congressmen and senators. You know, you say things, i got to tell you, George, and you know, you say things that I've been saying for years on national radio. You're one of the few guys that come along and you have such a similar mindset. It's just, it, it, it really staggers my mind when you start talking about these things. I've been saying the things you're saying now like right along here and you are really speaking my language i mean you're 100 percent right i think 
I think the problems we have right now, I, I blame, as you do as, as a conservative, Christian conservative, I blame the Republican Party. I don't blame the Democrats. These, these cats can't help themselves. And they're like a kid in a candy shop, for heaven's sakes. I mean, I blame the Republicans. I think they're the ones who sold us out. And again, I think you go well back before Barack Obama. The only reason we ended up with this guy in office is because the Republicans screwed up that badly. That's why. They sure did. There was no fight. Uh, they kept promising if we just had the if we just had the House, we we could fight back, and they didn't. If we just had the Senate, so we gave them the Senate plus the House, we fight back, and they didn't. And this omnibus spending bill, there's a here in Georgia, there are a lot of congressmen who are trying to explain to their constituents why they voted for that omnibus spending bill. And they can say everything they want about all the 18 or 20 uh, other laws that they passed, about opiates and this and that and other thing. But they voted for Obama. And that is bitter pill for everybody out here to take. Yeah, a lot of us don't understand that. I never understood it. I didn't. I did not understand it back in '08, in '07. As I say, I, I never thought it was going to happen. And in full disclosure, I, I was. I was like really sideswiped with the whole thing. I remember having dinner with a couple of which are now ambassadors that Obama's couple of his uh, uh, well, top, couple of his top lieutenants. Um, I was having dinner with one night. Uh, this is back in 07 now during the campaign. And I remember them getting real excited at the time about this junior senator. And, of course, I had looked him up and looked at his background and what have you. And I said to these guys, and these are pretty good guys. They're Democrats, but they're still they're, they're more moderate thinkers. I mean, listen, you've got to have friends on both sides of the aisles, I think. And so, you know, I, I, I was um, talking to them about it, and they were so excited about this guy. And I said, have you checked his background out? Do you, do you really understand what this guy is about? I said, he is not going to win the presidency. And they kind of laughed in my face. They said, Malcolm, you, you, you're wrong. You don't, you, you don't know. You know, he, he unleashed his whole campaign of hope and change. They got a big social media campaign. They twisted arms. They got the millennials excited. They got all the kids out there. They bust them in through ACORN, through all the organizations. And damn right he did it. Boy, he, he knocked everybody out, won the election, then came back four years later and did it again. You know? Shocking, isn't it? Shocking. It floored me, Absolutely George. Shocking. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. And and so these guys told me that. I'm, I'm serious. And I, I kind of laughed at them. Like, I thought, you know, it, they got the last laugh, though. Yeah, I was somewhat right because I knew the guy was a loser. But at the same time, uh, you know, uh, they were right because he got elected president. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, what well, the hell? Yes. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and he's doing his best in these last few months to uh, just completely destroy America. Oh, totally. Speaking of which, totally. in your, speaking of which, George, in your column, the GOP and the Donald, you say it's the politicians who have ruined America, and it is the politicians who refuse to correct their errors, blaming others instead. Uh, and then you say the GOP, as it currently stands, has no principles and stands for nothing except maintaining their hold on power, promoted big banks, big business, big government, and a new, and a new world order. Uh, you know, some people would say maybe that's a little harsh. I'm not one of those uh, people who would think that. Because, again, I think the problem with our political system is they spend all their time for the next election. They spend their time worrying about winning the seat, and that's really where they're doing, George. I think we need term limits in this country. What do you think? Well, I'm getting. I'm there. I'm already there. I'm, I'm absolutely decided. You know, I I think that a congressman if he spends 
Well, two terms is not enough. That's four years. If he could spend at least six years before he tries to prove himself uh, capable of another, then he doesn't have to worry about what he has to do, what the leadership wants him to do. But in that hand, you've got to change the leadership as well. On top of which, you have an, an entrenched bureaucracy in all those people who work, those hundreds of people who work for those four or 500 congressmen and senators who never move. They never change. And they have become, they're leftists. And if these guys, if these congressmen are unable to read a bill because it's so long, they rely on their staff to give them a briefing on them and tell them whether it's uh, worthy or not to vote on. Well, if your staff is also leftist because they've been there so long, they're entrenched, uh, they're going to tell this congressman to vote uh, the way they think it ought to be voted, and that's what he'll do. He'll go along to get along because he hasn't got the time. They do not have the time to read a 2,600-page bill. Yeah. There's a lot of techniques that can be used. I think uh, someone could introduce a bill if it was a if it was acceptable to the leadership that uh, no bill will be considered longer than two pages, types double spaced. Yeah, the, the, these long, massive bills are destroying us because you're 100% right. Nobody's reading any of them. They have no idea what the hell's in them. I mean, they pass these things, and then they're so loaded with pork, and they're followed up, and everybody's got a favor or two or five or ten in there, and it's bankrupting us. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, the fraud and the deceit that goes into all this. You know, the average American has not an idea in the world of what goes on and how our money is, uh, you know, being used in Washington. And it really is unbelievably sad. George, I want to do a little lightning round with you a moment. I want to ask you a series of questions. I just decided let's do this a minute here. And I want to get your quick reaction to a few things. Listen, you have you have plenty of experience at this point. You understand politics better than most. So let me get your quick take on a few things. So, Go ahead. all right, at this point with Donald Trump, uh, so does Donald Trump, do, do, do we get through Cleveland? Does he become the nominee or do you, and, uh, being serious here now, or do you see that uh, he, there's, uh, he's railroaded somewhere? What happens? If he's railroaded, I, I think he'll get the nomination because most of them are coming back around to him now. Most right. of them are in the leadership. Paul Ryan's the only one. And Paul Ryan... Well, who's he? He's been in the speaker's chair two months. Uh, he's a congressman from a little little district in Wisconsin. Only less than a hundred thousand people voted for him, so he's their congressman, and he's just has a gift for numbers. And now he's suddenly promoted to the leadership. He doesn't have my. I, I have no faith in him yet. Uh, so, I think he will have to come around. Rick oh, Priebus, he's gone to the chairman of the RNC. Has come around. Yeah. New Gingrich has come around. Uh, the movers and shakers, uh, well, even the former governor of Texas has come around. They they will support Trump. Right. If the GOP does some some machinations at the convention to try to remove Trump and prevent him from the prize, uh, that would be the end of the GOP. All right. So he so he becomes the nominee. Let's go with that theory then a minute. And then uh, does Hillary become the nominee on the other side, or does something happen in the meantime? 
Well, unless she's uh, unless she's indicted, she will be the nominee. Okay, so if she yeah. is, uh, if she's not indicted, then we've got a contest of Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. If she if she is indicted, we have very big news. And at that point, do they try to? Does Bernie Sanders become a big media nightmare, or do they bring Joe Biden in at the last minute? Good question. Bernie will demand it. I know. Yeah. And his supporters will demand it, but they, their party will try to bring in Joe Biden. So isn't it kind of ironic that the big battle and the big contested and even possibly broker convention could even be on the Democratic side, not the Republican side? Isn't that ironic? Exactly so. I've been watching this for months. I know. What we're witnessing here, Malcolm, is a massive sea change in American politics. Yep, yep. The socialists, moderate Republicans, they're going to be wiped away. might take an election or two, but they're going to be wiped away. And we're either going to be totally anarchy in this country, or we're going to go back to the conservative side. Yeah, yeah. We're at a it's very. Going to, but it's, it's not going to be easy either. It's going no, to be bloody. No, no. We're we're at a very unprecedented moment, no doubt about it. Okay, so let's say the race is Hillary and Donald. So give me your prediction today, brother. I mean, who, who wins? Not who you want to win. Who wins? I think I think the Donald can do it. We, we are seeing polls now that are being that give Hillary a big edge, but now we're getting reports that those polls are being contradicted. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm seeing them as I well. Think Trump, I think I think Trump will take. It. All, right. All right, so Trump becomes the next president. Now, I assume at that point, Trump looks like he's going to surround himself. One thing we know about this man. He surrounds himself with very smart people. He has that management style and leadership style. Not to be a funny guy here, George, but very much like Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan did the same thing. He surrounded himself with smart people. And he he, he created a leadership team more than just management. And that's kind of, Donald has the same thing, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. He, you know, he, they, they, they criticize him for, being, for having the TV show, The Apprentice, but the whole the whole premise of that whole thing is if you can't do it, then goodbye, you're gone. And that's what he'll do. He'll put people in there and say, This is your this is your mission and do it. And like one mission, Department of Education. Appoint a secretary of education and tell him, Here's your message, start start whittling this thing down in four years it won't be nothing left. George, I think that's why we're going to have, I'm predicting I think that's why we're going to have massive sweeping changes here because of the style of what we're talking about right this moment is why we're going to see some massive sweeping changes here in this country rather than a presidential um, you know, candidate and a president who hires just on the basis of favors. Precisely. You bet. Because he's going to be accountable. He's going to be demanding. He's, he's a tough boss. He's going to demand, and he's, he's going to demand accountability, isn't he? He is. He's going to do it. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. And he, he knows business. He understands the politics of getting things done. Uh, and, and I hope he understands that our government is so corrupt, yeah. so corrupt, yeah. that it has, to be, it has to be changed. That we know. That we know, brother. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he'll, he'll, he'll be facing the headwinds the whole time, and there'll be all kinds of people trying to obstruct him. 
right, right. We've got to go there. Right. We've got to go there. Well, listen, uh, let me just tell folks again, George McClellan, uh, as you can see, he's a great uh, opinion man and uh, great political uh, analyst. Uh, find all of his work in columns back at AmericaOutloud.com, including his other one here, Why the Donald, uh, and um, which is actually uh, The Divine Rights of Kings. Uh, when I say, well, that's the title of that one. But what I say is Why the Donald. He explains in this piece why it is time for someone like Donald Trump. So, again, I encourage you to check him out there. And we're going to leave it right there, folks. Uh, It's been good to get a perspective, a good political perspective. Uh, Thanks for joining me today. Again, we'll be back with you. Remember, get involved, get loud.